0: We talked a little bit about this yesterday, how God wants us to just obey him and be available and be ready to to do whatever it is that he's asked you to do. God doesn't ask you to do hard things. All he tells you to do is go to work, go to the market, just these normal things. And in these normal everyday practices, you will run into God's work. Amen? Because there's so many people out there that need what we have. Hallelujah. And so God says to endure hardship, you know, and be of good cheer. And that's the part where we fail. We're never in good cheer. Even when God blesses, we, you know, just a, it's just, that doesn't get anything. It may get you a little bit of attention, but it does not move God. Amen. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. <laughs> But, you know, will you stand and uphold righteousness, or will you try to justify giving up? And we talked about that yesterday. Will you try to justify having no hope? Well, God didn't do this for so-and-so. Maybe so-and-so wasn't in faith. Or maybe you didn't pray hard enough. Whatever it is, you know, you need to move on. Quit looking back and move on to the future, amen? So God will give you a promise with a burden attached to it. How many of you found that out? You thought this was going to be cut and dry. <laughs> we all did. We thought that it was going to, you know, all we needed to do was obey God and, you know, do this for a little while and do that for a little while and we would be blessed abundantly. But we found out after we got into it, it's a different ball game. <laughs> See, a lot of assignments that God has given us and will give us, they're attached to some type of burden. Amen. You know, Paul said, there's a, a door of opportunity uh, that has opened for me. But behind that door, there are many adversaries. And so you have to get the job done that God has called you to do. It not only that, fight the adversaries. Amen. But see, those adversaries are there to stop you, but they can't stop you if God is with you. If God puts you in that place then these adversaries, they cannot stop you, amen? God is with you, and it doesn't feel like it, but God is with you, and he's called you to do a good work, a great work. He is with you, amen? So it's easy to give birth to a dream, but can you handle the burden that comes with, <laughs> with, it, with it, amen? Can you handle the burden for a season? Mighty quiet in this Presbyterian church. (laughs) The blessing is worth the burden. You know how it is when a mother gives birth to a baby? She carries that baby nine months and it's rough. Amen. Some women are sick from the day of conception to the day they deliver. But the joy that comes after delivery, the joy that comes from giving birth, from uh, carrying this thing that God has given us. See, in other words, the joy that's going to come from you um, carrying and obeying God, not quitting, but taking a stand for what he's spoken to you and told you to do. The joy that comes from that, from that delivery, is so worth, so worth it. Amen. And that's why we don't quit. This is why we don't stop. This is why we don't falter. But depend on God, because some things will try to mess your head up, and it will if you let it. But know that God is with you. He is not, he'll never leave you nor forsake you. He will remind you. God is with you, and he has not changed his assignment. God doesn't change. He's just telling us the same thing over and over and over again, and he's waiting on us to respond to what he's already said. Amen? So will you remain true to God? And endure for a season? Can you endure for a season the hardship like a good soldier? Amen. Not every blessing comes with a burden. But these things that are big, these things that test you, and these things that challenge you, they come with a price. And someone has to pay it. Amen. And it's not hard when you have God. It's hard when you're trying to do it in your own strength but when you're you're dependent on god and you don't lose sight that god is with you it's easy because it's already done it is already done amen the bible says these afflictions are light afflictions amen and we need to stop looking at them as something that's challenging our sanity (laughs) it'll challenge your sanity if you let it amen but these afflictions are light afflictions if they were heavy god would say these heavy afflictions let's go to 2 corinthians 4 2 corinthians 4:17 we we talked about this yesterday hallelujah but these afflictions are light they are not heavy amen why are they light because you're hooked up to god amen Verse 17 says, for our light afflictions, which is but for a moment. I know some of you can just scratch that out of the Bible. But, you know, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day with God. You know, when we look supernaturally into the realm of now, the realm of living, we notice and we understand that these things, when you look back, really, ain't, it's not life-threatening. Life And it's not, it doesn't take all this time. See, you know, it's it's how much time you spend worrying and laboring in the natural over what God has put before you. Amen. Hallelujah. But we need to look at these things as this is what God has placed in my life to do. And he has given me every bit of help to get it done. We talked yesterday about grace and how God's graced us to do whatever it is that he, he, he's called us to do. He's graced us to do whatever it is that he's placed before us. So you have grace to help you. It, it enables you to get these things done. But we look at it as such a hard thing because we are not allowing the Holy Spirit to help us. We're not allowing God's power to work on the inside of us. You know, strength comes from the inside. Strength comes from the inner man. Strength does not come from your physical being. Are y'all here today? But strength comes from God. And when we we get so involved in these situations because we want things to work and get it over real quick, because you know we're a microwave generation— and we, <laughs> and we want these things to happen quick. <coughs> so we'll resort to any type of solution as long as we have a solution. But God is the solution. He is the real solution. Amen. He's our real source and He's our avenue into getting these things accomplished. But sometimes we get confused, we get tired. And by the way, when you're tired in the natural, and I'm not talking about your physical body being overworked when you come home from work. Not talking about that old religious person. But I'm talking about tired, mentally tired, and tired in the natural because of a a natural work that you've been doing that you should have been doing spiritually. Did I mess that one up? And so some of the things that God has placed before us, we should depend on him and pull from his power and pull from his strength and not our own. Yeah. Amen. And so this is why sometimes we get battle fatigue, because we've not been using uh, the right, uh, what what do you call, uh, weapons of our warfare. We've not been using them. And so we're trying to use this carnally or we're trying to fight a spiritual war with carnal weapons and so that will work you over and wear you out are y'all here today and so we need to draw back and we need to get in the spirit pray in the spirit get in your word change the way you think change your thought process until you understand that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Some things you just need God to do. You cannot do on your own. You need God to help you. Some of these things are not designed for us to do on our own. God has already set up, I'm going to call a team of helpers or a helps team, that's there with every carnal uh, every spiritual weapon that you need say for instance if you had a a belt you know on and that's supposed to be your belt of what's that belt of uh salvation or whatever Hmm. The, the belt of truth or whatever so just imagine a, a belt or a, a utility belt, <laughs> a, whatever, you know, a utility belt with spiritual weapons. And do you know God has the Holy Spirit with helpers that will pull out which, which thing that you need at that time? Amen. Amen. Some, some people got it. I know I messed that one up, but y'all got to figure it out. Amen. But, you know, this is my imagination but there are spiritual helpers that will speak to you <laughs> and tell you which weapon to pull out shh, shh shh you know what i'm saying and so you're not in other words you're not alone the holy ghost is there to help you win this war you know because this is god's fight not yours so what kind of god are we serving that he don't have a helper The Holy Spirit will speak to you and say, use the word of God. It's just like when Jesus, when the devil took Jesus up on that high pinnacle and he says, "If you be God, you know, throw yourself down. Uh, And, you know, God, when he beat him with the word, he'll cause his angels to whatever, you know, with him. Y'all know I'll mess it up. And then he said, he came out with the word. I believe the Holy Spirit came out and said, give him that. Give him that scripture. And then he says, you shall not tempt the Lord thy God. And so God will have the Holy Spirit help you. When he's laid something before you, trust me, you can get it done. You are capable because you have help. Amen. You're not in this war by yourself. There are spiritual weapons, there's spiritual information, there's a revelation knowledge, there's everything that you need to win this war. You're not in this by yourself. But we have to learn how to quit complaining. And, you know, whenever I catch myself complaining, and I do it too, but you know what captures, captures my brain, and I wrap my, my brain around this? I remember the children of Israel. And how complaining caused them to see the vision but not enter they did not enter in because they spent 40 years complaining they would not serve god then they went found other gods to serve and then they just told you know moses did their repenting for them you go do it we down here partying or we're down here doing this. It was ne- they were never satisfied. And so this should tell us that murmuring and complaining will kill a deal. It will kill a deal. Amen. Hallelujah. It just does not pay off. We have to watch our attitude. You know, attitude is more important than people really know. Amen. How you look at things. And, and what you expect from god expect the best from god you know whatever it is it's just like having a rich friend or a rich father that you can keep going to but see if we had that in the natural we'd be sitting good we wouldn't need god we wouldn't pay attention because we know that we have somebody to fall back on are, are y'all here but be out there by yourself with nobody you you you'll You'll follow God. You'll latch on to him sooner or later, amen, <laughs> because you have to, amen. You know, and so everybody's going to have that day where everything's going to be pulled from under you. What do you have in your, what's in your wallet? You understand what I'm saying? So you got to have something in there that you can fall back on, and it better be God. Hallelujah. So these afflictions are light, amen. They're not heavy afflictions but they are light affliction and they're but for a moment and they're working for us a far more exceeding and eternal way to glory amen so in other words there is eternal benefits and eternal values from what god the place that god has you now amen the blessing is worth the burden this burden or this affliction that you're going through or this thing that seems so heavy it's so hard for you to attain. It has more um, value than you know. It's, eternity is, is tied up in it. And this is why, why do you think that angel went and tried to stop Daniel's manifestation? Same reason he tried to stop yours. Amen? Amen. Because there was eternal value tied up in what Dave, Daniel was doing. And so the, the devil is going to do the same thing. But guess what? He's defeated. He is defeated. And so when it's time to use our spiritual weapons, amen, and that's all the time. Fight. You don't ever fight a, a, a spiritual war with a carnal weapons. You won't win. And these are the things that wear us out and get us tired. And if we say, God ain't going to do nothing for me, you, you ain't been fighting with God. You've been fighting by yourself. Amen? Hallelujah. But, but the baby is worth the burden because of the joy it brings, because of the eternal glory and the eternal value that's hooked up to what God has placed before you. Amen. You know, God wants us to rejoice and he wants to heal. He wants to prove himself to people. Now's the season Where God is doing so many, we're, you know, we're seeing so many miracles. And I believe it's because we're putting a demand for miracles on God. Amen. It's not because God is in a better mood. We're putting a demand on God. And that's how you see results. You put a demand on what you need from him. Amen. Because God is not slack. Amen. If you put a demand if if you're satisfied with the way things are going because you're afraid to step out, things will be the same. But if you're tired of status quo and you want things to change and you're ready for change, then you step up and you step out and get out of the boat. Y'all y'all understand that? Step out of the boat. Amen. The joy it brings. So don't lose heart. Heavy burdens. Heavy blessings. Are y'all here? Write that down. Heavy burden, heavy blessing. God chooses you to do it because you are empowered or graced to bring it forth. Amen. No woman that ever carries a child ever keeps it in there for the rest of her life. That baby is always brought forth at some point. Amen. You hear women are overdue, and sometimes it comes early. But it comes on time. It's always on time. Amen? The favor of God is on you to get the job done. Amen? Your name is on. You know, every there's miracles attached to you with your name on them, and nobody can bring them forth but you with the help of God. Amen? God's not going to send a tag team in to say, well, she's tired you know, or or she's lost hope, or she's given up, that, I don't care if it's now or 20 years from now, 30 years from now, your name is still on that miracle, and you have to bring it forth. Amen. Hallelujah. God will give you all the help you need if you ask. All God is, is trying to get us to do is pass his test. Pass the test. Amen. God's given us supernatural power and strength. To outlast the devil. Devil's not more uh, powerful than you or me. Amen. Hallelujah. God has equipped us with everything we need to get victory over the enemy. Amen. Or the devil's drama.
1: (laughs) God's plan and
0: purpose uh, for our lives assures us the victory we need. In other words, there's an assurance of your victory. Well, what's my assurance? God's plan. His plan is foolproof. If He's already got a plan, then we don't really need to try to figure this out. Just go and do. Obey God. That's all we need to do because we have the victory. Amen. He has a plan and purpose for every life, and it's foolproof because we're handpicked for the job. Look, if God has asked you to do something that's hard to do, you're you get out the flesh. I'm not gonna try to fix that. Get out of flesh, get in the spirit. And I'm telling you, when you look through spiritual eyes, things look different. He'll give you a, rev, a revelatory understanding, He'll give you so many things that you need that you couldn't receive because you were blinded by the natural. But we have to see through what the devil's doing. Don't look through the eyes of man. Look through the eyes of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Joseph went from the pit to the palace because he was handpicked for the job. I couldn't have gone in there and somebody lied on me and I took it. I I just, no, I got to see the judge. I want to explain, you know, or whatever. But he went from the pit to the palace because he was ordained and anointed by God to deal with that situation to run and not bow to temptation see i fixed that i wasn't going to say nothing else bad but he didn't bow to temptation when potiphar's wife tried to seduce him he ran the bible says to flee fornication and he ran didn't he he ran but you know he ran because the power of god was with him to help him Amen. Just like the power of God is with us to help us out of every situation. And God's present was, presence was on his life, which opened many doors for him. But it, it there's many adversaries also. Amen. So J- Joseph had many doors of opportunity open for him right there in the palace. But there were many adversaries. Amen. And every time he turned around, he was back in the pit. <laughs> But you know, he worked his way. He did see, this is, this is what I believe is so important about Joseph's life. Wherever he wound up, he did God's work. Amen. When he was in the pit, he, he preached he preached the, the kingdom. And when he was in a better place, he lived the kingdom. and he always displayed God's power wherever he was. So when you think about it, Wherever God has you is not a have you is not a bad place because you can display kingdom character, kingdom glory, amen, wherever you are. So how can it be a bad place? You understand what I'm saying? God doesn't put us in a bad place. He never does. So it, there's many doors. Let's turn to first Corinthians. Let's go backwards. First Corinthians 16. <coughs> Hallelujah. Verse 9. I just want you to see the scripture. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 9. It says, For a great and effective door, and this is Paul talking, for a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. Now, what are these adversaries? Well, fear is one. Amen. (laughs) You know how it is when you're afraid to go forward. Because you don't know what's going to happen. And you become comfortable where you are, but you're tired of where you are. Because you know that's not blessed anymore. You want to go forward, but sometimes you just don't know how. Or you're afraid to step out of the boat. You're afraid to cross the Jordan. Are y'all here? And you don't know which way to go. Amen. So once these doors are open, sometimes how many of you have bound that devil? Because you thought it was the devil. I bind you, devil. Sometimes we don't know whether this is a blessing or something that the devil has orchestrated. And sometimes it might be. But there are many adversaries at the open door. And I think this is what the scripture is saying. Fear is one. Opposition is another. We talked about that. And discouragement. If we could just get away from discouragement. Amen. Amen. We don't need that. All of those disses, disillusion, dis-whatever, just add a word, but we don't need that. It takes away from our faith, and it looks like that door, of, it makes that door of opportunity look like a trap. <laughs> and then you start to wonder, is this God? Did God really say? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But God has a, a backup plan for everything. He works all things together for our good, and He and you know, we really lack nothing. We lack nothing. Whatever you need, God's going and I'm going to tell you something, Amos 9:13 season is a good time to get what you need. You need a job, now's the time. You need a companion, husband and wife. Scratch that. A husband or wife now's the time. If you need a financial blessing, now's the time. Amen. But see, you have to uh, understand and, and acknowledge times and seasons. And now's the season. If you if you're so tired of waiting, m- move. Now's the time to move. But see, most of us gonna still sit and and be upset about what God didn't do. when those days are gone. Don't look back. Look forward. Amen. I'm not going to say remember Lot's wife. I'm not going to say that. But move forward in your blessing. Move forward in what you know. Amen. If you don't know what to do, get in your word until God speaks to you. You get in the word, God speak to you. Amen. I know he will. God has called us according to his purpose and his plan. Not the devil's plan. You're not here for the devil. The devil has nothing in common with you he doesn't have anything to do with you amen he doesn't you belong to god you're his property and the devil have no rights he's a trespasser and a liar and so you can't believe anything that he says to you if you're not feeling right about something get in your word you know get in the spirit until god speak to you and he will speak to you but he can't you can't hear him in the, natu- in the in the when you're in the flesh. You not you can't hear him when you're mad. You you can't hear him when you're disgusted. You know this other voice is going to speak to you. Amen. And so you have to get in the spirit. The Bible uh, the prophets told us this is the season to declare a thing, prophesy to the wind. Amen. Hallelujah because in this wind this wind is a prophetic wind that will take that request or that command right back to heaven and bring you bring you victory bring you an answer. Now is not the time to do what you've been doing for 20 years. Now is the time to move. Amen. Now is the time to do something different. Hallelujah. Cross the Jordan. But there's water, and there's water everywhere, and, you know, there's this waterfall. But God says he'll dry it up. He'll cause it to crumble and stand up as a heap. But it will not flow when you put that first foot in there, and you will cross because God is a way out of nothing. He makes a way out of nothing. Amen? And so it is time for you to cross and do something different. Obey God and just trust him. And, you know, even if things don't work out, of course, you don't know whether it's working out or not. Get busy doing something. Amen. And quit complaining. And quit just being in limbo, not knowing what you want. Just tell God you want what he wants for you. Amen. But if you desire more, if you desire more, you can get more. More is easy. Just obey God. Look for him. Who is the author and the finisher of your faith? It's because of him that you're here. And he expects you to give him requests. He's not a, a mean father that's mad, don't want to hear from you. He doesn't care. He's, he's a father that wants to hear from you, and he wants to give you good gifts. He gives good gifts to men. He loves us, and he's waiting on your request. Don't be afraid that your request is too hard or too difficult it's not too difficult it's not too hard you cannot stomp god you can't give him something that's too hard to do for you it's not too hard for god amen hallelujah so there's many doors of opportunity and there's adversary well god opens a door a wide door of opportunity he says has opened for me but with it are many adversaries but God takes care of those all you got to do is go go through with God amen but why because we're highly favored by God amen but there's opposition amen but if we hang in there and don't quit see quitters don't quitters back up because they're afraid amen they're afraid but the Bible says to fight the good fight of faith and finish this race amen why did you? Because victory is insured when you're a finisher. Yeah, amen. amen. When you don't quit. Yeah. Well, how is victory insured? Look, it's already in the plan. God has called, commissioned, sent, and anointed you to get this done. Amen. But the devil's not going to tell you that. Devil devil's going to tell you, you ain't ready. Right. Ain't nobody going to you know, God don't have nobody for you. Amen. And he ain't going to look like you want him to look and all of this crazy stuff you're not worthy he lies to everybody he's not going to start telling the truth with you amen let's go to Romans 8 hallelujah don't believe in nothing in fact when the devil lied to you get in your word and believe believe what God is telling you hallelujah Romans 828 We read this yesterday, so yeah, we're reading it again. And I don't have it on my Bible. My page is torn. You would think I would remember that from yesterday. (laughs) It talks about all things. Well, I'll just say, all things work together for the good of those who are called. Are you called by God? Are you here today because of Him? So all things, God causes all things to work together for the good of those who love him and those who are called according to his purpose. You are called according to his purpose. He called you for his purpose, not the devil's purpose. He called you for his purpose. You're here because he loves you. The devil does not love you, but you're here because he loved you. He opened doors. He closes doors that he don't want you to go through. Amen. He looks out for you, and we're heavily and highly favored by God. And that's the truth. Not this little cliche, oh, highly, whatever, you know what they say. But we have to understand that God is looking for us to do some things for him because it's attached to uh, eternity. And he, he gets things done using people. He doesn't have a magic wand. Oh, let me go to uh, Romans 8. Let me get get with that. So we're called according to his purpose. Amen. And he works all things together. Verse 37 says, yet in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loves us. Amen. And so what's more, more than a conqueror is highly, highly favored, highly, uh, you know, blessed that you get the job done. With, you know, with something that would be so hard for somebody else, when God anoints you to do it, it's very easy. Amen? That's why we shouldn't try to take other people's jobs, because you're not equipped to do it. Amen? You're not equipped to do it. We're more than conquerors, and that means over and above, super victorious. Amen? Who wins more than an Ordinary victory. And so you don't win just a victory, but you you win these victories that look super hard, these victories that look impossible. Those are the victories that you win if you want to. Amen? If you want God to help you. He's already, you know, God already has everything in motion. All you have to do is obey him and get in position. And the getting in position is the thing that stumps us because we really sometimes, the, the devil makes us so confused because we refuse to renew our mind in the Word of God. We don't know what we're doing. Amen? But when God puts something in your heart, you're sure. There is a surety that's on the inside of you, and nothing else will work, and nothing else will satisfy. So stay with that thing. That's a good thing. When you made up your mind to make a a certain move, or you made up your mind, and you know God is with you, that just stay with that until god tell you something different amen hallelujah so let's see god has made us more than conquerors as we're over and above through christ the anointed one amen we're more don't forget that in other words what what takes a lot of time and what takes uh, a lot of pain and agony for one person to do we do it with ease Amen. Hallelujah. Because we're more than conquerors. Amen. Hallelujah. So with promotion and opportunity comes opposition. We just read that this this door of opportunity brings, you know, adversaries are there. But if God has promoted you, then he will favor you for the job. Or he'll anoint or empower you to get the job done. David was favored. David was favored by God to face Goliath because he was trustworthy. David was trustworthy. In other words, God handpicked David to take care of Goliath. Only that that um, how can I say this? That prophetic those prophetic instructions that David received. To pick up the smooth stone. Amen. That was a prophetic instruction that nobody else would have gotten. Only David would have got that instruction. Amen. See, that's why we shouldn't try to do other people's jobs. Do your job. And do that right. Amen. And so nobody else would have gotten that prophetic instruction except David. And so David, you know, heard the voice of God. And he picked up his weapon, and he even told the, the Philistine, I don't come to you with a javelin or a sword. He says, but I come to you in the name of the Lord, with three little small stones, smooth stones. Snow, stones didn't even have jagged edges on them. Amen? So this is what I'm saying. God will equip you to do a job. David this just didn't come out of nowhere. He was ordained by God that day, at that time, to do what he did. Amen? Hallelujah. Goliath was a burden that caused a blessing. But David still had to face him. Amen. He had to face Goliath. Amen. And God made his David's name great. In fact, he made him king. He anointed him to be king. Amen. Hallelujah. And so we have to understand that there's a lot of eternity rolled into our instructions. And this is why sometimes we can feel that, and that's why we run from our instructions. We don't want to do it. We don't know why we can't get it done. We don't know why we just don't want to do it. Even if we know it's going to bless us, there's something on the inside of us that's saying later, because you don't want to deal with it now. And it's because that's because eternity is, is tied up in your instructions. Are y'all here today? Receive it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If eternity is tied up to your instructions, know that you have the victory. Because know that you are not in it alone. But God is with you. Amen. Hallelujah. Mary was highly favored by God. She was a chosen woman, trusted by God. Yet she was ridiculed because her reputation was on the line. Amen. Because she proclaimed to be a virgin. And everybody laughed at her because she was pregnant. Not married, but betrothed to a man. Amen. So that's kind of like back there, almost married, or assumed married. But she says, I have not known a man. You know the the story? Well, let's go to Luke 1. I just want to read a little bit of that. But she didn't know a man. But the angel visited her and said, you're going to be a mother. Could you imagine? And that messed with her, number one, it messed with her mind. Messed with, did I say Luke? Okay. And it, it messed with her reputation. And can you imagine how her fiance felt? Amen. It's like, you said what? <laughs> Luke, Luke one twenty six. But, you know, she had a lot on the line. And, she, and this angel came to see her and told her all of these things. But she had a reputation to think about. She had um, her own understanding was confused. And nobody believed that she was a virgin. Amen. All her plans were put on hold because she was supernaturally pregnant and don't try to use that excuse y'all i feel you amen <laughs> amen this blessing had a burden attached to it amen the blessing was that she was the mother of jesus christ and the, the name that's above every name the burden was her reputation was tarnished her belief system was scattered and she didn't know what to do. And she had to deal with her fiancé. Amen. So the blessing had a burden attached to it. So she turned to God. Amen. And this is what you do in these times. Because I believe everything that God asks us to do is going to have some type of stigma attached to it. Because it's eternal. It's eternally uh, connected. You know, e- e- something that's... E- Uh, connected to eternity and you're living in the now in the natural in this thing called life that's going to cause you some trouble amen but the baby think about the baby and this is a baby that we're talking about the baby was worth it because look at the joy that it brings amen but let's read a little bit in luke 1 let's go to verse 26 it says now in the sixth month the angel gabriel was sent by God to a city, Galilee, named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, amen, or spouse, of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. <laughs> I keep laughing every time I hear that. And the Lord is, you know, people use that so loosely. High, blessed and highly favored of the Lord. But this lady was really blessed and highly favored of the Lord. And the, the angel said, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. In other words, he's saying among all the women in, in this region, you are blessed. God God has chosen you. Now listen, when God has called you to stand for something, you're her. Amen. Hallelujah. You are her. Amen. And don't think because Jesus is involved that her assignment is any higher than yours. It's not. Amen. This is the same God, same anointing, same eternity connection. Are y'all here? And so you are asked to do something that has eternity connected to it. Amen. Just like Mary did amen and it says in 29 but when she saw him she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting was that you know and then the angel said to her do not be afraid mary for you have found favor with god now sometimes you know we can feel like this is the worst situation i've been in for the past 20 years but really you are favored Highly favored by God. Amen. Everything that he has asked you to do will come to fruition. I don't care how much trouble you've been giving him. Amen. He's just waiting on you to understand what's going on. (laughs) And so God has everything on a schedule. Jesus' birth was on a schedule. Amen. Verse 31, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and and... shall be his name Jesus and that's also in Isaiah 9 6 if you want to read that later. Verse 32 says and he will be great and he will be called a son of the highest and the Lord and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And and this is an eternal throne, not just something that somebody else can get later. Or somebody's waiting on the seat. You know, because Paul was great, maybe he can take the seat. Nobody can take the seat It's already taken. Amen. Verse 33 says, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of this kingdom there will be no end. Hallelujah. And when Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? Now, see, she started to reason, but with good reason. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) You know. Verse 35, And the, the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Over. It will overshadow you. Let's see, where am I? Okay. Therefore, also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, now listen to this. God will always confirm things with signs following. This is her confirmation. Sometimes people look right over and don't catch a confirmation because they're so busy trying to figure it out, reasoning. And trying, well, that couldn't be, couldn't be talking about me. Yeah, he talked about you. Amen. So receive it. But in, anyway, let's see. I forgot. Where was I? Thirty-six. Okay, thank you. It says, Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age. And this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. This is another Sarah situation. Amen. For with God, nothing is impossible. So you see, right after this angel told her about her cousin Elizabeth, which is John the Baptist's mama, amen, He told her, nothing is impossible with God. She was a, a, Elizabeth was of old age, just like Sarah. Amen. And so this is a miracle. And he said, nothing is impossible with God. Verse 38, then Mary said, behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And then, I'm not going to read it all, but Mary arose in those days and went to the hill country with haste to a city called Judah and entered the house of Zacharias to meet Elizabeth. And that was um, her husband, Zacharias, which are parents of John the Baptist. 41, And it happened when Elizabeth heard the greeting to Mary, that the baby leaped in her womb. Now, see, the baby was always speak, already speaking, already saying, hey, I'm here. <laughs> that was God. And see, she went right away to confirm what that angel told her. And, of course, you know the story. Amen. And so she went back confident that this angel had heard from God, told her the truth, and, as you know, life went on. Well, that started our life, really. Amen. But she was ridiculed, and her reputation was tarnished because nobody believed that she was a a, a, burden, a, a a virgin. So everything that God has called you to do will cause some upset in your life. That's why you upset. Amen. But you have to handle it the spiritual way. You have to keep on going for God. Keep on doing for God don't uh despise where you are don't complain where you are we've done that enough amen but understand and know that god had you in this place for a purpose amen and that the purpose is eternally connected the the your purpose is to you know come out smelling not like smoke so that you can show god's power To whoever is watching you, and trust me, people do watch. Amen. So the blessing had a burden attached to it. But it only lasted, it only lasted for a season. Because when that baby was ready to be born, amen, hallelujah, look what he was the savior of the world. Died for our sins. You know, tied to a tree. And he took everything, sickness, disease, you know, whatever your problem is, that was nailed to the tree. Amen. And he he didn't go involuntarily, but he voluntarily gave up his life for you and for me. Amen. Hallelujah. So she carried Jesus because she was highly favored and handpicked for the job. Whatever God has told you to do, you're highly favored and handpicked for the job. So quit hiding from him. Quit thinking that you're not equipped to do it. Quit thinking God's going to overlook you. How would you know you haven't even stepped out of the boat? Get out of the boat. Amen. Hallelujah. See what's out there for for you. Just step, just obey your instructions. And she gave birth to the King of Kings, to the Lord of Lords. Amen. The baby was so worth the burden, don't you think? Hallelujah. Praise God. Can God trust you to bring about his purpose in the earth? Because that's all your life is about. Your life and my life is about bringing forth some type of purpose in this earth. Godly purpose. Not about what you want. It's not about what you need. Amen. God will freely give you those things. That's not a problem. It's not a problem. To, it's not hard to get stuck. But will you obey God long enough to get his purpose done in the earth? Hallelujah. Amen. God is trusting you to bring forth something new, something great. Amen. We are called forth to bring about his purpose because we're trustworthy. Why don't you look at this in a different way? you are trustworthy God loves you he knows that you're good for the job amen stop doubting yourself stop being confused come out of confusion there's nothing to be confused about God's called commission sent and anoint you amen but everybody's looking for a pulpit i tell you flesh is in the way that's what's wrong that's why we can't get our assignment straight amen Because we want to do more than what God's called us to do. Do the lesser first, and then you'll get the more. Amen? Do what God's called you to do. Carry your corner. Do what God has told you to do, and then you can do the other. Amen? But we have our assignment sitting on the table, not touched and we want to do something else over here, because we don't want to do that, because that's beneath us. But don't despise small beginnings. Amen? Amen. God is with you to do the hard thing, and he's with you to do the easy thing. But he has called you for such a time as this, because you are worth it. You're worthy. You are worthy of his, of his honor. And he's worthy of yours. Amen he wants somebody to stand up and declare his power declare his glory amen god is a healer he's a deliverer he's a blesser he's a father he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother he's everything that you can imagine amen so don't quit on god don't quit don't fail don't yield to temptation amen cry out to god because he is with us as a mighty, terrible one. Amen? He's not some kind of easy, smooth entity. But he's something to be reckoned with. Amen? When you mess with his children. Amen? He is with us as a mighty, terrible one. He will, he will cause your enemies to fall. Amen? And he'll raise up a standard against them. Amen? Hallelujah. When the enemy comes in like a flood. God is always ready. You never catch him sleeping. He don't sleep. Jesus wasn't really sleeping on that pillar. It was a test <laughs> that they all failed. Amen. You don't love us. He loves you with an everlasting love the last time I read. <laughs> Amen. Opposition comes with promotion. Promotion. And remember, God is in control. You know, when you can't figure things out and when you're overwhelmed, just remind yourself, look, God is in control of my life. So stand and be strong and don't faint, even though it's not comfortable. When God has called us to do some things, sometimes it's not comfortable. Sometimes it's hard to, hard to confront your boss about certain things if if god has told you to do it do it and if he didn't go sit down somewhere and do your work amen and shut up amen it's not your time all the time sometimes it's your time to just do what you're supposed to do an honest day's work for an honest day's pay and quit griping amen can god count on you to bring about his purpose that's what he wants. He wants you to be. Sometimes, you know, when things last so long, it's because God has not gotten his best out of you. Amen. His purpose has not been achieved in your life. In other words, you haven't done what he's told you to do. So do it. Like Mary says, whatever my son tell you to do, do it. And so God is waiting for us to do the, do the last instruction. Well, he ain't telling me nothing new. He ain't telling you nothing new because you didn't do the first thing. First thing is obedience, which you ain't doing. you got to obey God. Obey his instruction. Obey the people he's put over you. And quit fighting with them. Amen. Hallelujah. The baby is worth the burden. Don't forget that. Whatever God is going to give you. Whatever you're waiting on, well, I'll put it like this. Whatever God's waiting on you for, it's worth the wait. It's worth the trouble. It's worth the fight. Amen. Esther didn't compromise. But she went through long months of preparation just to please the king. Amen. Which changed the, the course of history. Changed the lives of many. Amen. She went through six months of uh, I'm gonna say, well, I don't want to say that because it's like pol- a political. You know how people who are gonna run for office, they're coached and they're, you know, taught. But it was a, a different kind of thing. She was in a, a, a class of etiquette for six months. Amen. <laughs> God's gonna teach you etiquette. <laughs> and then she was, then she she was uh, perfumed and cleansed. And I believe that cleansing was an inside and outside job. Amen? She was naturally cleansed, but she was spiritually cleansed. And see, in other words, God is saying in this season, in this hour, you need to be spiritually prepared for what He has for you. You can't just keep saying, I'm ready and I want it. Prepare. I'm telling you what He told me. If you're ready, Prepare for it, like Esther, she was prepared for the King, just to please the king amen, and then, when they brought the ladies, they had a concubine, and Esther was with other women. She was highly favored by the King out of all the other women. Why, because of her conduct it wasn 't because she was more beautiful, yes, yeah, she was more beautiful because I think the King was looking at her with spiritual eyes but but he he noticed her because she had God's favor on her, amen, which made her stand out above the other women. It's not about how you look and all. It's about what you possess, amen, and Esther possessed something special, hallelujah, you know, and she, she opened her heart and her mind up to, to the cleansing inside and out that was going on and the king favored her amen and when her uncle mordecai who was like a father to her who had um recommended her to go through this this ritual or whatever you want to call it back then you know he discovered that there was a plot against the king and of course esther came through with that see when god put his anointing on you you're faithful to him you're not faithful to the world You're faithful to him and to his people. Amen. You don't turn on God's people for somebody, some Joe, whoever. When you're faithful to God, you're faithful to his people. You don't turn on those people. And this is what Esther did. She was faithful to a lot of people who loved the Lord. Amen. And she became a blessing to the king and a blessing to the people of her heritage. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Um, I don't know how many people have ever. If I can find Esther really quick, I'll read a little bit of it. How much time do we have, little Howard? Is he with us? Oh, okay. Why don't we turn to Esther. I think it's the second chapter. And I'm going to pray that I can find it like everybody knows where Esther is. Hallelujah. Esther 2. And let's go to let's go to verse 9 and I'll just jump around a little bit for those who are unfamiliar. It says now the young woman pleased him. And she, oh wait a minute, let's go to verse 2. It says then the king's servants who attended him said let beautiful young virgins be sought for the king. And and let the king appoint officers in all the provinces. Of his kingdom, that they may gather all the beautiful young virgins to Shushan and Citadel into the woman's quarters under the custody of Haggai, was it um the king's Enoch the custodian of the women, and let beauty preparations begin for them. Now let's go over to verse 9. Now the, the young women pleased him, and she obtained his favor. And this is the guy that was over the concubine. So he readily gave beauty preparations to her. Besides her allowance, then seven choice maidens were provided for her from the king's palace. And he moved her and her maids, her, uh, maidservants to the best place in the house for the women. And Esther had not revealed her people or family for Mordecai had charged her to not reveal it. And every day Mordecai placed in front of the court of the women's quarters to learn Esther's welfare and what was happening to her. Each woman turned, each woman's turn came to go in the into king Azuserus whatever after she had completed 12 months of preparation according to the regulations for the women for thus were the the days of their preparation uh what is that a portion six months with myrrh and six months with perfumes in preparation for beauty, beautifying the women thus prepared each woman uh went to the king, and she was given whatever she desired to take with, with her from the women's quarters to the king's palace. And in the event, she went, and in the morning, she returned to the second house of the women to the custody of Shazash, Shazash gas, <laughs> the king, the king's Enoch, who kept the concubines. And she would not go into the king again unless the king delighted in her and called her by name. And verse 15 says, And now when, when the turn came for Esther, the daughter of Abinah, the uncle of Mordecai, who had taken her in as his daughter to go into the king, she requested nothing. But what Haggai, the king's enoch, the custodian of the women, advised, and Esther obtained favor in the sight of all who saw her. Now it says Esther didn't go in and ask for nothing. Hint, hint. You know, begging and always begging God. It's okay, I mean, but you would imagine you get tired of always asking. Amen. Do something for God. Amen. Verse 17, the king loved Esther more than all the other women, and she obtained grace and favor in his sight more than all the virgins. So he set the royal crown upon her head and made her a queen instead of Vashti. Of course, we know Vashti was evil. Then king, the king made a great feast, the feast of Esther, for all his officials and servants. And he proclaimed a holiday in the provinces and gave gifts according to the generosity of a king. So he favored her because God's hand was on her. In other words, when God set her up through her uncle slash father Mordecai to be noticed to go and do this, he had his favor on her life and she was called to do a specific work for God. When God has called you to do a specific work, you've already got it done. If you stay with God, don't gripe. A year is a long time to get ready for one man. Plus, you got other girls in there getting ready. You don't know if you're doing all this for nothing. But I'm telling you, the one who stays faithful is the one to get the man. Hint, hint. Amen. Stay faithful to God. She wasn't somewhere doing stuff for him. She was passing tests, doing everything, and she didn't she didn't gripe, and she she followed instructions. And she didn't ask for nothing. While all the other girls was asking for grapes and probably wine, men, and song, she asked for nothing. Amen? And he noticed her above all the other women because of her attitude and because of something that was on the inside of her. Anybody can get her anything, but, but only a one can get the best. A few can get the best. Amen? Amen. You can listen if you want to. Hebrews (laughs) Hebrews 11.8, <laughs> Hebrews and that's our last scripture, and I'm just going to refer to it a little bit here and there, but you know the scripture. When I, I go into the book of hero, uh, uh, Hebrews, I think about the heroes, the faith people he, who were heroes, amen, and that's why they wrote about them. Abraham and Sarah believed, just like Esther, when it didn't seem... When it didn't seem possible. And they staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. In other words, when they were told that they were going to be the father and the mother of many nations, they didn't believe it at first, and they took a carnal route. And then they saw it didn't work, just like you and me. And so they started again. They repented and started again. And this time, although it took 20 years, but that's okay. We got nothing but time. And then it worked. Why? Because they, they staggered not. When you stagger not, you don't look, turn around and look and say, what did he say? Say what? You trust in what he's telling you. Because you get past all of those questions. You get past all of that doubt and unbelief. It's time to believe now. Amen? Faith is now. Now faith is. So, get on the boat now, step out and and catch the next next boat floating, but it's time to move amen, and most people would take that literally, oh okay, I knew i you know it's time to move what you what you've been doing and move to something that you haven't been doing. It's time to do something different It's time to move in God, not outside of God. Yeah, Abraham and Sarah believed that what was impossible was possible with God. Are y'all here? (laughs) The Bible says they were fully persuaded. Amen. That what God says he was going to do, he would fully do it. That he was able and that God wanted to do it. Sometimes the devil tells us, God don't want to do nothing for you because remember what you did? Amen? And we listen to that stuff. Amen? God is in control. Remember that. Hallelujah. God chose you because he knew you would get the job done. He chose Sarah and Abraham because they were trustworthy. The same reason he chose you and me. Hallelujah. Now, that should have got everybody standing up. But, you know, people got other stuff to do. Just sit there and not receive Amen. Because the devil puts so much shame on you, you don't even want to receive what God has for you. The devil's a liar. Amen. 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 Praise God. David was sought after by Saul. Saul wanted to kill him because he didn't want him to take the throne. But God anointed David. And what did David do? Saul was jealous of David. David ran. Could have killed him. But he humbled himself, and he ran for Saul for, what, seven years. Why? Because he honored God. Hallelujah. The God that put the anointing on his life, he had to be anointed to run from that man when he could have turned around and killed or had him killed. Do you know it takes an anointing to humble yourself and hide from somebody when it's your throne, when it's your country? When God Almighty has anointed, called commissioned, sent and anointed you, and you're running from somebody that's jealous of you. But he did it in honor of God. Amen. God took care of Saul. He always does. He comes through all the time. David was handpicked by God. And he had an anointing on his life, just like Esther. Favor. They were highly favored of God. The baby is so worth the burden because of the joy it brings amen after you endure hallelujah after you endure amen it's so worth the trouble you're going through now so endure hardship that's why the bible says to endure hardship like a good soldier it doesn't mean it's fun it doesn't mean that it's easy it means that god is with you amen so you don't quit and you don't try to give God excuses why you quit well because it doesn't matter that stuff is bogus and God doesn't accept it amen he don't accept that stuff you may make yourself feel better but God doesn't accept excuses amen he only wants production and he's given us everything even the necks of our enemies He's given us everything that you need to win this battle. You're not out there by yourself. Amen? Amen. Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear and prepared an ark. And he condemned the world with his obedience, with his faith in God. All the people coming around in the town laughing at him, jeering at him. (laughs) Ha, ha, look at him. He's making a boat. He says it's gonna rain. It had never rained. Amen. So Noah heard from God and divinely obeyed him, stepped out in faith, and obeyed him and built an ark for something that had never happened. All oh, right, Amen. Just like Sarah and, and Sarah and Abraham. They staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. They staggered not. At what? At something that they were incapable of doing on their own. 90 and 80 don't sound like a baby to me. But they staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief. They repented and they stepped out in faith and they said, we're going to believe God. He says that we're going to be the father and the mother of many nations because it is so. Why? Because it was their season. Amen. So, so Noah was divinely warned. So you got to hear from God. You can't keep listening to people, so you can have a friend. Amen. That don't That that's gonna play out on its own. That's gonna go shipwrecked by itself. <laughs> oh yes, it will. Anything that's ungodly is going to go shipwreck. You watch and see. Amen. So he was divinely warned. This wasn't something carnal, something that he just found that he was going to do to make people look bad. Do you think he wanted to go out there and build that thing? Didn't it take him 20 years? 20 years building something he didn't know what it was for? He was divinely warned of things not yet seen it had never rained and he went and built an ark because it was going to rain and flood and people laughed talked about him but because he obeyed god because he kept building because he kept his hand to the plow it put it put many in conviction it condemned the world they hated him people gonna hate you when you do what's right Amen. Why? Because you bring condemnation on them just by your presence, just by your faith, just by your believing God. Because you don't join the crowd of unbelief and the crowd of arrogance and the crowd of stupidity. You don't put your name on that list. But you go boldly towards the things of God, and you embrace everybody. You don't just have some that you like and some that you don't. That's called stupid. Amen. Yeah, I said that. I, I, I said that. I can tell you it comes to no good end. Hebrews eleven seven. Hebrews eleven seven. Let's read this last scripture. By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen. See, it had not yet seen rain. We had not yet seen rain. Move with godly fear amen that word means preparation if you you're preparing for something you don't know where to start start preparing for it that's god what you need to be doing and he'll divinely warn you or divinely tell you what you need to be doing amen just like he did noah these these stories are real these were real people these weren't fictitious characters in a book like some denominations think and it says he was moved by godly fear prepared an ark for the saving of his household that's why you come to prayer every every saturday to prepare an ark for your for your family salvation that's why i do it amen hallelujah did you know your prayers build an ark a spiritual ark hallelujah for the saving of your household by which he condemned the world and became heir Of the righteousness, which is according to faith. In other words, his faith condemned the world. Hallelujah. And there's physical evidence, amen, that that happened. So God God is real. Amen. Let's read verse 8 right quick. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he was received as an inheritance, And he went out, not knowing where he was going. I kind of understand that. Amen. You just get up and move. Do what God told you to do, even if you don't know where you're going. Amen. (laughs) By the time you get to a place called there, you'll know. You'll know where you are. Uh, Verse 9. By faith he dwelt in a land of promise, as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. Do you know that your family are heirs to the same promise? Amen. Amen. Verse 10: For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. Hallelujah. 11 says, By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. Don't tell me you can't have a child if that's what you really want. And it don't matter how old you are. Amen. All you need is God's anointing. Amen. Well, how do I get that? Obedience. Obedience. You have to pay the price. And it's not hard. Just do what you expected to do. And change your attitude. Very simple instructions. Amen. Well, that didn't go over well, but it's still true. Well, I'm going to get it without that. We'll see. We'll see how that works out, because it usually don't work out for most people. Amen. It works for a season. You want God's blessing on everything that you do. You want God's blessing on everything that you have. Amen. When God puts his blessing and his anointing on things, things last longer. Everything you have lasts longer. He'll make a way out of nothing. He'll touch people's hearts to help you. Amen. This is how the world goes around. Amen. The world doesn't go around with scrambled eggs. It just doesn't. But it goes around with what, when God touches something. When God touches something, it's okay. Remember, God is in control. Hallelujah. She bore a child, talking about Sarah in verse 11. She bore a child when she was past the age because she judged God's faithful who had promised amen god is faithful if he makes a promise to you he can bring it through nothing's too hard for him well it ain't things ain't gonna never change you just said it you said that verse 12 therefore from one man and him as good as dead talking about abraham were born as many as the stars of the sky in multitude innumerable at the sand which is by the seashore. Amen. In other words, Abraham, who was too old to have children, not only had Isaac, but he's the father of many. He's our father, our father of faith. And whatever God promised him, we inherit, amen, we inherit what he was promised, amen, amen, hallelujah. So the baby is so worth the time the end product is so worth being hung up for 20 years or more amen because you're gonna get the best god has a do you know god has a plan for people who've been obeying him for this long he, he, he's he, got to have something for you don't bail now if you were gonna bail you should have done it 10 years ago but now ain't the time are y'all hearing me amen hallelujah and i don't care what it is now it's not the time and when i say bail i mean bail on god bail on god not me because i'm not bailing on god (laughs) oh why don't we stop father we thank and praise you for your word hallelujah thank you jesus thank you father that it's never too late Now, the Lord is showing me that the devil's been lying, telling somebody right now even that it's too late. And the devil's a liar. It is never too late. Never too late. Amen. Uh, There's those that want to start over. God says, I'm with you. Amen. I am with you as a mighty, terrible one. Hallelujah. He put that on the inside of you. Amen. So follow it through. Don't just up and and do something without prayer. Just always pray. The Bible says we're always to pray and not to faint. But I'm telling you, God is doing miracles. This is a good time for a miracle. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. (laughs) If anybody wants prayer, we can uh, pray for you before you leave. Amen. Why don't we uh, get in the attitude of prayer and receiving. Get an attitude of receiving from God. You know, when if you come up to, for prayer, if you don't, tell God that you are receiving whatever it is that he has promised you. Re- you're receiving it right now today. Today is your day. Amen. You call it. You don't need anybody else to tell it. When you get tired and you're ready to receive, you receive it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord We give glory to the land. We sing glory to the Lamb. We give glory to the sing yeah. to the